Welcome back to Party of Two Roll of the Dice. The podcast with two players and zero dungeon masters. That's right, there are no DMs here. With nothing more than an oracle to guide us, we build our story, our characters, and our world as we go. I'm Natasha, playing Helvet Fahak, known as Lou, a mountain dwarf warlock, looking to help those she can and change some fates along the way. And I'm Sam, playing Lesrov Darius Arvandor, also known as Ro, bardic prince of the Kingdom of Luminor, trying to escape a destiny that was forced upon him. Join us as we continue our story by following the roll of the dice. Hey everybody, welcome back to Bot Rod. <laughs> yes, welcome back. We've missed you so, so much. We missed you so much. Hey, look at that. It's our guest star who's still here and maybe will never leave. Who knows? It's the party at 2.5. We've kidnapped it. He hasn't gotten sick of us yet, so that's a good sign, right? Or vice mm -hmm. versa. Yeah. We'll see what happens. You like listening to us talk, so... <laughs> so quick recap, which we technically already did, but then we talked a bunch of bullshit, and our lovely editor is probably going to take most of that out. Thanks, Evan! Hours and hours of audio cut. I said it earlier, and then I don't know if he actually cut it out. If you didn't introduce yourself before, Evan, why don't you do it now? Hello, my name is Evan. Here's your chance. Your one and only chance. Again. Fine. Hello. My name is Evan. Also, less sassy next time. I understand. We talked about a Patreon and didn't give a web address. What's your Patreon? Go to Potrod on Patreon. That's us. Yep. Can't miss us. <laughs> Dear listeners, that would be patreon.com slash potrod. Anyway, last time we were in Shipshaven. We resolved the drama of the dick coffee that's all i'm gonna say about it dick coffee is something to note roe went to see his siblings and was gone for a suspiciously long amount of time after we got the revelation of the prophecy and also a translation of the snippet about finding the third key after that, Lou and Genshi and Herschel were taken from their rooms uh, by guards, led through town past a guillotine where they thought they were going to be executed, and brought in to find out that Roe was fine. He never said pumpernickel, which is our safe word. Pumpernickel. <laughs> I don't need no safe word. Uh, there, we were provided with Spaceballs-esque stunt doubles who will be taken on through uh, the course of things in our place. And we left after looting the dining hall of uh, basically everything. All their finest whiskeys. All of the alcohol, all of the gold cutlery we could find, any food. We stuffed it into whatever bags we had. And now we are on the road to Obsidian Falls. But wait, before we start, I'm going to put you on the spot, Natasha. What did the translated version of that part of the prophecy, what was it? About the prophecy itself? Yeah. What was translated? 
quiz time. Did you write it down? It's um, like you're taking a note of my podcast going with the GM quiz. Everybody who's listening, if you don't already know, our guest Chris is from his own podcast, The Chaos Den, and they do a quiz at the start of every episode, either about the campaign that they're doing or about D&D in general. I think they usually wimp out and do campaign because they've gotten burned every time they've done about D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it exactly. I'll just tell you what my notes say. <laughs> my notes say Fate of Realms, Path Converging. I left a blank line, so I obviously missed something. Sacrifice, Beacon of Hope, and Untelling a Story. That's what I got. Something, 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 something. Okay. That's what I have. I don't know that it's overly coherent. I do believe the general gist of it, based on looking at it now, the fate of the realms is in the hands of all of us with our paths converging. And that there has to be some sort of sacrifice and a beacon of hope to untell a story. So we got a murder row. <sighs> I don't remember it a hundred percent, but I think it was selfless sacrifice. Could be. You're the one who wrote it, so I would hope that you would know it better than I do. Look, I don't have my notebook. That's why I asked the quiz question. <laughs> I don't know what I did with it. Just for that, what is the blurb about the key? I don't know. I already told you, I don't have my notebook. <laughs> I know. I, I'm one of those people that puts things in a good place when I'm cleaning up and my messes because I'm like, I'll remember it's there and then I'll forget about it and not know where I put it. It's a safe place. So safe that even I don't know it. <laughs> that is true. 110%. No safer place than that. Mm -hmm. Okay, just as a refresher, the blurb about the key, because that one I do have word for word, is follow the river that weeps crystal tears through the ebony forest facing your fears. Beyond the veil, an entrance that none can know, the path to a key the guardian will show. Hey, I had that too. Kind of. Short form. There we go. I've got the actual verbiage for you. In the realm of fate, a chosen one emerges, sacrificing all. Destiny's path converges. Bound by secrets, the sacrifice unfolds, a beacon of hope, a story yet untold. I feel like that is not exactly how I wrote it down, so <laughs> good thing you found it and read it, because that's not what I wrote. Or did I jumble things to screw you up? Whoa. You might have. <laughs> I'm actually trying to remember if you gave us that or if you gave us a gist. I think I gave you just the gist. You might have paraphrased it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we're on the road. And we're headed towards Obsidian Falls. Normally, this trip would take about two days at a normal pace from Shipshaven. But a couple things are happening here, so we're going to have to figure out how we want to navigate them. We have very fast transport. I'm not sure how fast a Displacer Beast goes, but I'm assuming pretty fast if you were to swap out from your horse. Oh, yeah. Once we're outside of town, Genji is definitely swapping out for, for his Displacer Beast, whose name is Paradise. Paradise. Okay. I like that. So I'm assuming a Displacer Beast can go pretty fast. And... 40 feet. Faster than regular 
speed. Horse speed in D&D is complicated and stupid because I looked into it a lot. Where they can go 60, but that's like short bursts 60. Whole day, they travel basically the same rate as a human. 30. So anyway, all of our stuff is faster than normal. So I think that would cut our time down. But are we going stealthy? For the first chunk, I would say no. We'd probably want to get away from Shipshaven as fast as possible. So I would say probably for the, for the first half day at least, we'd be just booking it. And then once we start getting closer to the Dibidana border, we would start going with a little more caution. Yeah, we'd slow down. We'd be a little more cautious about what's around us and what we're doing and the terrain that we're dealing with. And try not to draw attention. Precisely, yeah. I think that's fair, especially because we have been trying to avoid crossing over into Dibidana for this whole time. So we'll still be very cautious about it. As we do get closer to the border, there is along the border a river known as the River of Glass. And just past the River of Glass starts a very kind of dark and foreboding looking wood known as the Black Forest. But if we continue to follow the river. Are we following like an actual path, like a trade wave? Or are we kind of off the beaten path? I think we're off the beaten. I don't think a lot of people come here, especially we are downriver from the waterfall where Obsidian Falls gets its name from. So people, if they go to the River of Glass, are probably looking to go sightseeing more towards the actual falls so we're headed towards the falls but not to a point where a lot of people are currently okay smart decision rose internally trying to figure out what he wants us to do and i think in his infinite wisdom i think we should get the key first well i mean let's talk about it And we can either talk as we're traveling or if we want to take a pit stop somewhere and get our thoughts while the animals are getting some water or something. Either way. Yeah. He'll want to stop. So we can actually face each other for the discussion. I think both of the things are important. It's going to be dangerous either way. If we get the key first, then when we go to get Kieran, we have the key and they can take the key from us. If we get Kieran first, we lead them directly to the key. So it's not really a great choice either way. But if we have Kieran, we have extra firepower behind us. Or they get the key before we get there. Kieran's a trap. And then, bam, they've got us. And then they have all three keys. Mm. Right. There's no saying where this third key is. There's something about a path and a guardian so it could just be some sort of like a bottleneck or a basically it could be a trap it could be and this is going to sound morbid as hell and rome so sorry but if things go bad i think they aren't after kieran i think they're after you yeah we could get the key and then we can go rescue mr i'm gonna get caught by the bad guys Do you remember that you were recently caught by the bad guys? I do. You got caught by the bad guys? He gave himself up to the bad guys, technically. Well, that's not the same as being caught. 
That's called self-sacrifice. Oh, that was part of the, 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 the prophecy. Dun, dun, dun. He's waving his hands in the air. <laughs> and she's just like waiting for electricity to start sparkling out of it. Nope, no electricity. No. Well, I do have to agree. I think we should probably go for the key first. It sounds okay. like the best thing to do. We should probably look a little bit more at at the saying, and I'll pull out the little sheet of paper or the piece of parchment that has the saying on it. I think we're already at the river that weeps crystal tears. Crystal and glass is pretty close. Similar. I mean, to poor people, yes. Bro. <laughs> Herschel's gonna give you a look like, mmm. Bad joke, poor taste. Yeah, man, I think, uh, I think you missed the mark on that one. Damn it, I'm trying to be a little bit more funny. And she looks in his pockets. Gotta know your audience, he leans in a little bit. I'm poor. None of us have money, Ro. <laughs> it's just you. Rich people will love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at our, what was the next part of it? We found the river, and then paths diverging? No, that was the other one. Oh, that was the other one. Oh. I don't do reading too well. Something about a spooky forest? Through the ebony forest facing your fears. I look over at the black forest. Well, that's creepy looking. A little. And it's, and it's dark. It is. If you do look closer, now that we're traveling along the river, the bark of the trees is actually very, very dark, verging on black. I think we found it. Yay! Look, we're already good at this. Okay, and then it's beyond the veil and entrance that none can know? Well, that sounds condescending. So beyond the veil, is there like magic in this forest? Lou shrugs. I don't know. I've never, I've never been in Dibidana. Neither have I. Herschel? Herschel shakes his head. Never been there. Hmm. Haven't heard really great things, but never been. Yeah, I think something about the king being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That would do it, yeah. I do seem to remember hearing that from somebody. (laughs) Okay, so there has to be some sort of veil. Ro is going to go over and look at the trees and try to figure something out. But I've got jack shit. New fancy die. I rolled a 17 for perception. You notice the... Not only are the trees of the... Of the... Black forest... Very dark. But... It seems like they don't have a ton... Of leaves. The trees almost look verging... On winter or death, even though it isn't winter. And it seems... Quiet. A little too quiet. Genji's going to walk up beside Ro and kind of peer into the forest. And he's going to do a quick nature check to see if there's anything living in the forest. Like if there's any sounds of birds or anything. Okay. I think it's a 10. It's very quiet, but it's not not making noise. So there are some natural sounds occurring within the forest itself. Oh, yeah. I look at the rest of the group. Well... 
things live in here, so I guess it means that, you know, we could probably walk in and not die immediately? Maybe. And, I mean, the phrase does say it's through the forest, so maybe we won't know the veil part until we go through the forest? All right, into the woods, people. Should we leave the horses here or take them with? Oh, I'm definitely taking Paradise with me. Worst case scenario, I just, you know, dispatch her and she goes back into my back. I think we should probably bring him with. I will look to Herschel. I would hate to lose him now. I Like, I don't want to risk them, but I have a feeling we're going to need fast horses if we make it out of this. And also, worst case scenario, the horses have better senses than we do, so they might sense things before we do. In case, like, you know, some things are coming down to attack us, the, the horses are going to get all spooked before we even know that things are going to assail us. So we should pay attention to their ears. Good idea. Look at you thinking. I do have a brain in this furry noggin of mine. Mm-hmm. And for once, I'm not caffeinated. Oh, how are you doing without caffeine? I have some with me. I have a little cantina oh. beside me, and I pull out like this massive cantina that I stole from the the place that we were at. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's like iced coffee now, and I just start, start <laughs> chugging it back. You see, my eyes go wide, my pupils dilate. Go! I'll go first. Genji's on alert. Okay, <laughs> got it. We will head into the forest. The forest. Looks like it's starting on the Dibidana side of the river. As we sort of follow the river, it's like the forest has moved to encapsulate the river. Oh, so like the river starts to go through the forest. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hey, guys, I just had a caffeinated idea. (laughs) What if the veil is the waterfall? Ooh, I like that idea. That could be. Because, like, if you think about it, it's a veil. It's an unseen veil. Like, we can't see it. So if it's, like, water, and then there's a cave behind the waterfall, you can't see the guns of the cave because of the waterfall. And if you go through the cave, and poof, you can see the cave. I, You know what, Genji? I just really want that to be the answer. Because if there's some sort of weird... We walk into this forest and we become skeletons or something. Like, I don't really like that option. I like my fur. Please don't make me lose it. Spooky skeletons. That's what we're gonna be. (laughs) As Rose marching. If you were a skeleton, what would you do? I mean, I know you are a skeleton because we are skeletons in meat suits, but like, if you're just bones. I would probably like carve like little holes into my arm and play it like a flute. I would play my ribs like a xylophone. (gasps) We could start start a a band. I high five row. Okay, so yeah, band it is. I really like the idea of playing your arm like a flute. That's cool. <laughs> we'll be called the Bone Crew. But really, I do like my fur. I don't want to lose it. It's nice fur. I don't want you to lose it either. Yeah, I even got all the sticky parts out. You did, even though you hated soap. I didn't use soap. I just chewed it. Yuck. I kind of lift my arms. You can see like like clumps of like missing fur in my body. Yep. Okay. Sure did. Okay, here we go. Still following the river a little deeper into the forest. The trees had started out kind of sparse, and now they're 
getting thicker on all sides, sort of heading into almost the heart of a forest, even though you know the forest continues vastly on the other side of the river. There's a significant amount over here. Where it was very quiet before, it is still quiet, but all of the noises are particularly jarring because there's less noise, so everyone sounds louder than normal. Hoots of owls, even though it's still daytime. A lot of crunching and breaking of twigs beneath feet, but no actual sign if you turn to look of any kind of wildlife. It's very creepy in here. I agree with that one. We know that it said that we had to face our fears in the woods, but I don't really like... Why, why would anyone come here? Why would anyone come to Dibidana? To get a key. Well, we don't know. Maybe the rest of the country is beautiful. We None of us have been there. Maybe it's just, like, really creepy on the, on the borders. <laughs> Maybe they make it really creepy at the outside so that they stop people from coming in from the inside so that they don't have invaders coming in. And the invaders come out and they're like, oh, no, look at the creepiness, and they stay away. Yeah. Okay, I like this theory. That's my hope, at least. It was just, like, a really good nugget in the middle. And it's just surrounded by all of this awful... <laughs> Or maybe it's just a massive black forest and everybody just hates each other and then everybody's fears just get swarmed in and everyone just starts to, like, be depressed all the time. Mm -hmm. That's also another good running theory. For fun, let's go around and say a thing that your character is currently hoping is not in the forest. I'll go ahead and say that... So Lou will say that she does not want there to be like just giant massive tarantula-y hairy spiders so she's sort of on a weird lookout for massive spider webs Genji's first thought is that hopefully there's no monsters in here that like coffee his fear is that some monster is going to come and steal his coffee like a pixie oh a trixie pixie a trixie pixie mm -hmm. and then Rogue, like, doesn't want to verbalize what he's afraid of, but he just keeps thinking if the third key, like, is a trap as well, like, we could be leading into the trap, which means Callum would be there, and so would the guard, and there's nothing to stop them from ending the world, and he's on a spiral, kind of. Herschel, his fear in these woods Veronique yeah like he knows it wouldn't be her his fear that in these woods the thing that made Veronique or the Ooh. thing that killed her because she died in a very weird way she exploded she exploded and she was getting hotter and hotter and she was hungry for like days almost like it was a disease or a something that had gotten to her so that's what he's worried about. Keep going for a little while. And it's hard to tell anymore what time of day it is. The branches overhead have sort of grown together. And it's just like a dark canopy above. So it could be any time. But it seems like it's night. Genshi is going to quickly stop the group and be like, 
So we don't have any idea where we're going at the moment. Like, I know we're following the river, you know, but like, give me a second. I'm going to, I'm going to climb one of these trees. I'm going to see if I can see anything from around us. Okay. I'm just going to start scurrying up a tree like, like, like a, like a trash panda. Yeah. I'm assuming I would do a perception once I get up there, or do you think that I would have an issue climbing the tree? Sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Would I have issues climbing one of these trees? Like, is there a lot of handholds on the trees? Are are the trees barren? Like, I do have claws that I can literally dig into the tree. I think the trees, in proper creepy fashion, are very, like, gnarled. But it does take you a few tries to find one that doesn't seem kind of, like, rotted that is safe enough for you to climb climb okay so I, I find a tree that looks like i can support my weight i climb up it. i get to the top perception so i get a 19 on perception so i kind of pop my head up through the top of the canopies and i just do a quick little scan around the area presumably looking for where this river might lead to the once you poke your head up you see that it is getting close too full on night it's kind of dusk right now and you can see ahead you would guess you're at probably about the halfway point from where you entered the woods and where you can see the very large somehow deafening when you're up here and not in the woods you can hear the sound of the waterfall incredibly loud you're not that far away from it but also, you're not incredibly close. It's probably going to be a couple hours to get there. So saying all that, I retain the information. And then I just jump out of the tree. And then I plop out my manta wings and I glide back down and I kind of flop right down on top of my on top of paradise. and go, we're getting close. We got to keep heading that way. I can hear the falls when I'm up there. They're very, very loud. They must be really big falls to hear them that far away. So we're going the right way. Okay. Okay, we're going the right way. That's good. It's also getting very dark up there. So, like, I think we're hitting nighttime soon. So I don't know if we want to, like, settle down or if we want to just push through. Perfectly honest, neither one sounds great. Not really, no. I concur. Sleeping in this wood sounds terrifying, but also moving through it, when I assume all of the creatures that live here will be awake, sounds very bad. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Or two rocks. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm, either way, mm-hmm. let's keep going on and, you know, just keep an eye on our horse's ears because, like I said, they're going to tell us if something's creeping up on us. Okay. Uh, we'll keep making our way. Are we trying to be stealthy? I would say yes. We don't want to attract yeah. attention of any creepy crawlers. Okay, then we're going to make a group stealth check. And I have disadvantage. So 15 for Genshi. Okay, how's Ro? 11. 11? Okay, we're not doing too bad. Do we want stealth checks for the animals or just kind of ignore that? Let's go ahead and ignore it. We'll just say that (laughs) our stealth is... In handling the animals. I accept. Paradise is very, very quiet. 
Yes. I, was say, I feel like Paradise would auto-succeed. <laughs> <laughs> would feel silly. Okay, then we can keep going. We aren't causing a lot of fracas. We aren't being insanely quiet, but quiet enough to not really be catching any attention. As we go, do start to see more signs of life, but it's in the very creepy, you see glowing eyes out of the darkness sort of way. We still aren't seeing a lot of creatures like directly where we are, but things are watching. It seems like probably not things that are looking to attack because they're clearly watching, but not making any moves. More curious than hungry. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are up in the trees. These are probably more like birds and rodents. There aren't any eyes of like anything huge. Nothing, nothing resembling the eyes of paradise. <laughs> no. So what you're saying is it's the things that won't attack us that are watching us. That we can see. That are waiting to watch us get attacked by the things we can't see. <laughs> and then they'll pick out the carcass of what's left of us. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh no. Waiting for us to die for their next snack. Can only imagine. This is also, okay, a fun little flawed exercise. What sort of creepy ass things do you think live in this woods? Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking that all of the birds were very like skeletal and emaciated. I I would I would picture that there'd be a lot of like carrion birds, like like mm -hmm. vultures. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in time there's a necromancer that lives in here that's like reanimating dead objects that are just he just sends them out into the forest to be. find anything that might be living, <laughs> so he can kill it and reanimate it. Mm -hmm. There's probably a lot of vultures or a lot of the carrion insects and, and whatnot. Probably some, what would they be? I don't know, just creepy things. Mm -hmm. You're living near a river. Is the river fast moving or slow moving? Pretty fast. Pretty fast. You might have a couple pythons, like big snakes. Oh, that'd be awful. I think I also... I don't know why they creep me out so much, but boar are very creepy. And they're like the big, giant, kind of mangy ones with big tusks. Yeah, they're a little creepy. They're just hairy pigs with tusks. You know, they're <laughs> creepy. Pigs eat anything. That is true. They do. I also wouldn't be surprised if there's the potential of some lycanthropes. Ooh, werewolves. Mm-hmm. This feels like the sort of place where, like, in media and, and everything, werewolves can be so many different kinds. This strikes me as the kind of place that it would be, to me, one of the more upsetting kinds of lycanthropes, which I think is the one that Lupin turns into in the Harry Potter movies, where they aren't furry, really, at all. They're just Mangy. big and gangly and, like, ugh. Like hairless cats. Yeah, they just, like, look They're like Siamese awful. cats. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, burly, masculine, bordering, sexy werewolves in this forest. <laughs> no sparkle werewolves. Mm -mm, no sparkle werewolves. All of these wonderful thoughts are going through our head about the things that we're worried are here and the kind of 
things that are probably here. Give a perception check. Oh, God. I know there's been a reason you've been asking us all these creepy questions. Dirty 20. I'm not telling you. Okay. Natural one. Two. Okay, Mr. Caffeine. (laughs) I'm hyped up like, what's around us? What's around us? Right. Nothing, because I'm staring at my feet. Ro, you are the only one who hears it. Everybody else, hold real low. Herschel will perceive your reaction to it, whatever that is. Because he was at like an 11. You do hear sound of leaves rustling. It sounds like something is moving through the forest. But it sounds like the shuffling of undergrowth. Like something's shuffling through undergrowth, not stomping on it. Not snapping of twigs, just shuffling of leaves. Is it a shambling mound? When you look over, it's not a shambling mound. But it does seem to be a figure moving closer and closer. And as you look, you see a second one. Roll initiative. Oh, here we go. Also, for everybody listening, this is exactly the second time I've run an encounter. So we will see how this goes. (laughs) All righty, initiative. I've got a nine. Come on, this dice is going away. I'm going to roll for paradise because she is massive and big and bitey. So that's a three for Gensh, 12 for Paradise. What is Paradise's max HP? 85. And AC? 13. Thank you. And she also has dark vision, if that means anything. (laughs) (laughs) I've got dark vision! (laughs) I'm sorry, what did you say again she had? Three. Be like, I didn't ask you if you had dark vision. Shut the hell up. (laughs) But I have it. I have dark vision. You honestly don't know how it really works, so don't keep telling me you have it. (laughs) It means I can see in shades. So what was your reaction to seeing the creatures? I would have tried to nonchalantly got everybody's attention, but a little creeped out because I don't know what they are. Okay, that's fair. Shuffling towards us, we also see that Ro has frozen and he's staring. We turn to look, and there are two awful looking zombies. Their skin is relatively not rotted, but you can tell, like, the eyeballs are falling out. They're <laughs> like some of their fingers are possibly missing bones. So there's just like, like the bone is missing, but the skin is still there. I feel like we would have smelled them before they came up on us. I feel like maybe the horses might have too. That's a. They're very clean, dead people that are rotting. Well, I think a lot of the rot is kind of covered up. You watch in horror as. These zombies, the skin starts to just sort of fall off in a mouth. 
Ro just barfs. And you can see the zombies are rotted and disgusting underneath that skin. And the mounds of skin keep moving. Uh. And they keep headed our direction. Oh, what do I want to do here? One of them was a little closer than the other. So one of them makes us makes it over to us in this round. What sort of formation are we in? Are we in like a line? Are we in a clump? I think we'd be in a, a clump because I would stop and then everybody would probably form around us. That would be my best guess, just to see what, what's coming our way. Herschel will catch your reaction. So I think that he's towards the front of where the threat is. So this creature is going to head towards Herschel. And, it, okay, it, this weird skin with no bones sort of crashes into Herschel. And that will be, that'll be one hit for sure. And so it's going to be, sorry, please bear with me. So sorry. Unaccustomed to this. Oh my God. How dare you? How dare you learn Seven. how to play a game? Right. I know. The worst part is that like, I'm currently just playing a game with myself. <laughs> so... <laughs> How does it feel to play with yourself, Natasha? Uh, I love it. Do it all the time. That's why I'm single. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, hits Herschel for seven damage. Again, she's going to use a reaction to intercept okay. that attack. Okay. And he is going to do what is called a fighting style interception. When a creature you can see hits a target other than you within five feet, of you with an attack, you can use reaction to reduce the damage the target takes by 1d10 plus 2. Okay. Uh, so I reduce it by 3 points. I'll take it. And now angered that you are in its way, it'll make its second attack at Genshi. Bring it on, come on. Oh, I think that's going to be a miss. Beat or meet an 18? It does not. So it misses on its second attack. The second creature, this other bag of skin, is spending its whole turn getting closer. Uh, that brings us to next in the initiative, which is Lou. Like I said, I'm apparently just going to <laughs> play this whole game by me. <laughs> you got this, Lou. I believe in you. Thanks, bro. Gonna look over and try to... Lou's going to take her action to send two Eldritch Blasts, one at each each bag of skin. Seven. Oh, that is a definite hit. And 16. Okay, that is two hits. Her Eldritch Blast for these. I think it's just going to look like a very bright almost meteor crashing into them because it's dark in here and she's feeling like she needs some night light. Okay, so the first one takes 12 damage. And the second one, eight. That'll be Lou's turn. So that now brings us to still me. Okay. <laughs> um, as we're looking at the 
awful creatures attacking sort of look on in horror. The zombies that they fell off of are still moving and still headed our direction. They move around the same. So given where the skin fell off, one of them will get there and attack on Hirsch. It's going to be some Nis. And that one is a hit. Herschel gets hit for three. And then the other one spends its turn getting up to us. Next is Paradise. (laughs) Paradise is going to charge up to the one that's closest to Genshi. Because Paradise wants to protect her master. And is going to make two tentacle attacks against it. 15 to hit. That's a hit. Same roll. 15 to hit. Okay, two hits. Bloody one, because I want to make it bloody. So that's six plus four, so that'd be ten points, plus an additional two points. So 12 points of damage from the first. And that will be... 5 plus 4, so 9 plus 3, so 12 points. Paradise slashes at this boneless figure. They rip a huge gash through the middle, basically severing it in half. And the two halves just fall to the ground dead. Very nice. Okay, anything else for Paradise? Uh, that's all Paradise is going to do for the moment. She's just going to stand in front of Genshi, kind of like in like a, a defensive growling stance. Their tentacles waving in the air and her six legs perched out. All right, then we are up to Ro. He is going to attempt to use the abilities that he has. Is the one that attacked Herschel dead? The boneless one is, but the zombie is still up okay and then there's one more boneless and one more zombie that are about 10 feet away i'm gonna go for whichever one is closest to any of our team okay so it'll probably be the zombie and then i'm going to need it to roll me a strength saving throw that is a 10 that is a miss. Ro tries to summon his old magic that he used, and you see sparks on his fingers. Well, I guess this will work. Maybe we can do something about it. He, like, throws his fingers at it, and um, lightning shoots in a straight shot towards it. Okay. For 13 lightning damage. Weird to put rotting meat on a grill, but that's what this would be like. <laughs> The muscle and anything that is left is kind of crispy and charred, and you can see it wobbling, but it's still up. He's going to take a few steps back just to give him maybe some more of a distance between. All right, then we are up to Herschel. He's going to cast Divine Favor and then make... An attack with his sword at the zombie. Oof. A ten. <sighs> Herschel, you're not strong enough, man. He doesn't have a second attack. He just has the one. 
So that's his whole turn. Rock on. It is now Genji's turn. So we got two zombies that are still up, one that's been slightly electrocuted by Roe, one that hasn't been touched, and then a bone bag. Yep. Bone bag is currently right in front of Herschel. A bone bag is about 10 feet away. Yep, zombies right in front of Herschel. Zombies in front of Herschel. Okay, so I am going to run around to the back of, of the zombie so that I'm now flanking with it. Okay. And then I'm going to pull out my double-bladed scimitar off my back, and I'm going to give it a nice, big, solid whoop. Before I do that, though, I'm going to cast Wrathful Spite as a bonus action. Okay. So hopefully this hits. I get advantage. Thank God for advantage. (laughs) Uh, That'll be a 15 on the die. 15 will hit. So that is... I absolutely lied. Herschel would have hit. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Nine points of slashing damage. The zombie goes down. Oh, zombie goes down. Zombie goes down. Bugger, that's a waste of a freaking wrathful smite. (laughs) Actually, no, I I will actually... It doesn't actually waste it. Uh, The next time you hit with a melee weapon... Oh, no, I guess it would... Bugger. Okay. Yeah, that's about as much as I can do because I don't think I have any other attacks. That was my bonus action. Yeah, I'm going to... Why don't you roll for what the damage would be with the Wrathful? Wrathful, I believe, is a saving throw. Yeah, it's a wisdom saving throw. Oh, wait, no. The next time you hit with a melee weapon during spell, your attack deals an additional 1d6. Oh my god, get it together. Like you've never played D&D before. <laughs> I know, Paladins right? are tricky! So that's two, two, two points of psychic damage, and then the creature would have to make a wisdom saving throw. Sorry, as an action, the creature can make a wisdom check against my spell DC to steal its resolve and end the spell. Is there like an ongoing effect of Wrathful? Yeah, additionally, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be frightened until the end of the spell. It's a wisdom saving throw of 11. Zombies are weird. All right. You hit the zombie and it goes down. As it goes down, it gets hit with this extra psychic damage. It's very clear to everybody. You killed this thing and you think you're good. And then you hear movement and it starts to move. And its eyes doesn't have a lot of control over them. But they lock on you, and you can see it's trying to push back. Like, if it could slide across the ground right now, it would, but it's not its turn. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's me. Then we are back up to the top. The other boneless skin creature gets up to us. And because you're you ran around to the back of the zombie... It's going to get to Genshi first. That is a 24. Oh, she hits. So Herschel is the same. Oh, no, he's 10 feet away from you because there's a. Or wait. Yeah. Would that be 10 feet? Because there's a person in between you. Five feet. Okay. He's going to swing around to intercept your damage. He wouldn't be able to intercept because of the fact that there's somebody in between us. Okay, all right. 
then just kidding. He was going to, and he just can't make it through the zombie. Although the zombie is now on the ground, but he can't stumble across the body to get there fast enough. So that will be five damage to Genshi. And then Genji's going to use a reaction and use Hellish Repute. Okay, so that is a dex save. That's an 18. That is a pass. They take half damage on a success. That's 14 points of damage, half to seven of fire damage. You can see the fire, it, it sort of like screeches and wails with the fire. But now it's also angry, and it's going to take its second attack at you. Oh, crap. <laughs> but it's a 15. 15 will miss. Okay. Then we are on to Lou. She's going to send one Eldritch Blast to the Boneless you're fighting, and then one to the zombie that hasn't quite made it to us yet. Oh, for a nat 20! Woot woot. Cheater. <laughs> I mean, technically it was the purple dice instead of the pink one. But no, not a cheat. Cheaty McCheaterson. So this one will be at the at the boneless. It's not that exciting. It is because I split them up. It's only seven damage to the boneless. Boo. It is still up, but it's wobbly. Wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly. Wibble wobble. Wibbles wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> oh, and the other one misses. So the zombie is still okay. The zombie that is on the ground between Genshi and Herschel is like crawling away. And that's all it's doing on its turn. But because it is crawling away. There is an opportunity attack. I've already used my reaction. Oh, gotcha. Herschel wasn't able to use his, so he'll go ahead and do an attempt at it. Yeah, and I think Paradise is still back from where I originally was, so she's not close enough for... Wait, did you use a reaction this round? I did, yes. Alice Rebuke. Oh, you did. Dang it. All right. Herschel misses. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, he's crawling. He's crawling prone. Crawling is considered prone, yeah. Okay, then that is a hit. I'm not even... Oh, no, I will roll the damage because it makes a difference. I am being so many characters right now. <laughs> but Josh is like, no, I can't do too many voices, but she's going to be like four characters to fight. <laughs> Truthfully, wasn't even thinking about it when I set up the encounter. <laughs> Okay, that zomboy is dead. And the, you can see this time, not moving. I only rolled for the radiant damage done by Divine Favor. But because it's radiant, zombos don't get up. Nice. Then we are up to the next zombie who's coming in. And again, she just put yourself in harm's way. So sorry. That's what I do best. It misses. Woo. It was a six. <laughs> oh, yeah, that definitely misses. So right now, lay of the land, there is 
one boneless that's very wobbly over kind of in your little clumpy fight. There is now a zombie who has caught up to you, and that's where we're at. And now it's Paradise. Paradise is going to... Okay, so from where I'm currently standing, there is a zombie behind me. Mm -hmm. There is Herschel... Across from you. Across from me. And then... Kind of like on the side of you is probably the boneless. The side me is up with the boneless? Okay. Yeah, because the boneless had attacked you as well. Okay, so Paradise is going to come charging up to be sided, and we're going to be flanking again, because yay. And she is going to go for a couple more tentacle attacks. All right. See what she can do. Okay. That's a nine on the die, which makes it a 15. That's. And this is against which one? This is against the 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 boneless one that's beside me. Okay, that one's a hit. Another one. That's a twelve on the die. I'm gonna stop you right now. Roll your damage for your first hit. Okay, I will still hold that for a future hit just to yeah, be absolutely. And that's d six plus four, so that's four points of bludgeoning plus. Uh, additional four points of piercing, so eight points total. How does Paradise dispatch of this boneless? Yeah, yeah. Paradise's, bo- both of her, her tentacle kind of maws just grab it on either side of it and just <laughs> rip it apart. Gruesome. Love it. Okay, you can go ahead and make your other attack. So that one's gone. So at that point in time, she would have to move again. She's got 40 feet of move, so lots of movement. And she'll go to the and one that's... she's got to shift like five feet to get yeah, to she's the Yeah, she's just yeah. kind of like yeah. phases <laughs> over a little bit. So the other one to hit, since I already rolled it, that was a 12 on the die, which would be 18 to hit. Absolutely hits. So that'd be three plus four, so seven. And then an additional five. So that would be 12 points of total damage. A combination of bludgeoning and piercing, if that makes any difference. No, that doesn't. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes things are resistant. Yeah. The zombie looks like that was a good hit, but it's still solidly up. And that is uh, Paradise's turn. Okay. Because we're in the midst of a cluster. Ro, why don't you give me a perception check? Okay. Dirty 20 again. All of this squabbling and fighting is happening. There's a displacer beast and boneless and zombies and eldritch blasts and paladins galore. And all of it is very distracting. Except you can hear from off to the side more rustling. And you turn to see another creature headed your way. Moving much slower. It is a... Oh, how do I want to call this? It is an absolute monstrosity. It is something that should not exist. Like a zombie is creepy, but it's just somebody who died and was brought back. This thing is a collection of it looks like muscle with mouths all over it. And it doesn't have legs or arms. It's pulling itself across the forest floor by grasping onto the ground with a maw of teeth and pulling itself and kind of rolling onto the next mouth and dragging itself further. 
and it is getting closer. I would say at this point, it's probably about 20 feet from you. And now it is your turn. He is completely freaked out, which activates something. Oh, I'm so sorry. There is another thing that will happen. Oh, God. I was not looking at the right monster information. At the start of your turn, can you please give me a wisdom saving throw? Wisdom saving throw? Sure. All of us are just row. Just row. That is a dirty 19. Okay, you can continue. You see, like, flecks of, like, gold energy just form around Roe. Kind of like if he was in the moonlight and the little wisps of dust, but it's like gold flakes. And then he is going to panic really, really hard and shoot another bolt of lightning. But it's almost like the other one that you saw. So the creature is going to need to roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh, I'm sorry, dexterity, I lied. (laughs) Kaboom. A fail. It was a four. (laughs) 30 points of lightning damage. Oh. Ai Chihuahua. I rode really good. So one of the things you noticed as it got closer to you, it was very quiet at first, but kind of like as you locked eyes on this monstrosity, it's like you could hear it even clearer. All of the mouths are like talking at the same time, and it's an incoherent, gibbering mess. As you hit it with this lightning, they all screech kind of in unison. It's almost ear-splitting. You can tell it's not happy, but it is solidly up. And then as that happens, Ro goes to step back because he's still freaked out. And all of a sudden, a big, strong wind comes through and picks him up and moves him 10 feet away from it. Okay. All right. So now you're 30 away. Love it. Now we are up to Hershey Boy. I think it might be time to run. He's just going to make another attack. He's doing oh so well with it. Come on, Hirsch, just, like, make a hit. Oh, nat 20. Okay. Nice. He needed a pep talk. You could do it, Herschel. I believe in you. Right. For 21 damage, which is excessive. Magical. The other zombie is already down and... It's like the Radiant almost hit after that zombie is down. And then he will turn and sort of, since there's no other enemies in this area, run over to stand in front of Ro. And then we're up to Genshi. I am debating just yelling at everybody that we should run. This thing is slow moving. It's not fast. We got fast horses. Don't have to fight this thing. But... Did I see Ro blast it with, like, that massive lightning? Let's see. So if Ro was kind of behind you and you ran there and you're facing this direction and then they came to attack you. I would say so. you guys would notice something was up because the weather would have changed. Even if you didn't see the full thing, you at very least saw some of it out of your periphery. 
Okay, this thing is this thing's horrifying looking. Does it look mangled at all, or does it look like it's like still pretty beefy? It it does look mangled, like it's sizzly. It did not like the lightning at all, but it doesn't look like it's Okay, well it, let's just say if you were to put an assumption on it, it seems kind of mm, it looks okay. Yeah. Okay. I am going to... This might be silly, but I like to protect my friends. So I'm going to run up to it, and on my way, I'm going to give Paradise a little smack on the hind legs, telling her to follow once it's her turn. And I'm just going to run up to it with both hands outstretched in front of me and get right up close and cast Inflict Wounds. Okay. What do we have to do for that? Melee spell attack. So that is me rolling. Wait, yes. Oh, wait. Do I have spell slots? I do have spell slots. Sorry, one second here. I'm not used to D&D Beyond. I do everything pen and paper. Yes, how dare we try to make your job easy? I know, <laughs> right? Easier, but also all of the information is there, so it's also difficult. <laughs> That's true. That's 17 on the die, plus my spell attack, which is... Where do I find you in D&D Beyond? Plus three, so that'd be 20. Dirty 20 to hit. Definitely hits. Okay, that's 3d10 necrotic damage. So we'll be hitting for 17 points of damage. Okay. All of the mouths sort of scream again and you can see these sort of beady yellow eyes shift their focus to you and then i am going to do i want to run away i'm going to try and run away okay the terrain around the creature you can see there's something about this weird oozy muscly mouthy saliva-y creature the the ground around it in like a 10 foot radius. So even getting into here is almost the consistency of dough. So and it's difficult, difficult to Shiza. Okay. So I cannot get out of its range. That's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. In that case, then I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Harness Divine Power, and I'm going to regain one of my expended spell slots. Okay. And that will be my turn. All right. We are back up to the top, which is Lou. And why fuck with a thing that works? She's just going to try and focus both of her blasts on that big gross monster but she's not going to try to move closer yeah you would have seen me get stuck and it is scary and i don't like <laughs> it so that is a hit and a miss oh that sucks <laughs> rolled a one on my damage <laughs> no you failed us genji's going to die grand five damage it is paradise's turn Paradise, after getting the smack on the behind, is going to run up to this thing and defend her master's honor. I'm going to attack it. That one does not hit. That is oh. only a 
What is it? <laughs> a, th- a three. Oh, just kidding. So a three plus six. So nine. That hits. Really? Yeah. That's why I was like, tell me what it is. Oh, wow. Okay. So first he one. He has like be... no decks. He's a big mound of muscle and he has to move by mouths. He can't. His AC okay. is shit. So first one is going to be. Oh, and she only has to get within 10 feet. So she's going to stay 10 feet away and get ranged attack so that she's not within his gooey mess. In the goo. Good call. Yeah. So that's going to be six points of bludgeoning plus an additional two points of piercing. So eight points total on the first attack. Okay. And she's going to go again. That's a 19 on the die. Hit. So that's four, eight, 12 points of bludgeoning, piercing damage. How does Paradise want to do this? Our real MVP. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, once again, she's just going to start like smacking it with her tentacles and just like pounding it into the ground and just turning it into a pile of flattened pudding. Yeah, it screeches and wails and it as it gets stompled on. Stompled, trampled, stomped. Whatever word that was supposed to be. It's like a potato masher. Yeah, it it's messy. Oh, if she's going to really stomp on it, saliva, blood, ugh, is going everywhere. Genshi, it'll take you a little bit of time to get out of that doughy ground. I'm just going to grab I'm I'm just going to grab onto Paradise's tentacles and she's just going to lift me up out lift of the you goo and Perfect. pull me out as I'm dripping with whatever this insides intestinal goo consists of looks like yeah nastiness i assume go gross yeah it's gross okay and that is all of our monsters i think we sort of just sort of all stare at each other and lou looks over at row that was horrifying that was horrifying but you were really what you did was really good. I didn't do anything. That was all paradise. You're such a good girl. A paradise, you were amazing, and I feel like I didn't do anything. And at this point in thank time, God you, you guys see are that here. Paradise vanishes. Oh, she just kind of like disappears into into like like a gray mist. I was like, oh, I guess her time is up. Oh, bye. <laughs> so, uh. We just like full gallop. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. I think so. I don't have paradise for another 24 hours, so we're going to have to use normal horses for a bit. That's okay. I mean, we've doubled up before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever wants to double up can double up and we will just be galloping like bats out of hell because this was a nightmare. Yeah, it was. Hey, we 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 succeeded in our fears. Maybe. I mean, did we though? I don't know. We're not dead. We're we're not dead, but I on honestly, I have never seen more things that are going to haunt my nightmares. I've never seen that much flesh in one place before. <laughs> I have. What gross? But I mean, those skin bags are just so. Oh, and the mouth and the, oh my God, oh my God. And we just keep on running 
and we gallop, we get to the waterfall as we reach. There's a decent amount of distance between the edge of the forest and the waterfall as we come like tumbling out of the forest into the bright moonlight. As soon as we're out, you almost feel just a million times better. Didn't realize that you were missing the sunlight or the moonlight and how oppressive the forest was until you're out here in open air again. And you can see that the river of glass is aptly named. The waterfall is so loud and so big, but it looks just like a sheet of glass. The river is a torrent. It's moving quickly, but it is crystal clear. I'm going to pull out a, a, a hemp rope from my backpack, tie it around my waist. My, my waist. I'm going to take the other half of it. I'm going to tie it around Herschel's waist. I'm going to give the middle piece to Roe, the middle piece to Lou, and look at you guys and go, hold on, I need to go for a swim. Oh. And then I jump into the river. Oh, God. We all follow you into the river no 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 no! i want you guys to stay on the shore oh, oh, so you can you. pull me back i thought you were dragging us all into the river with you i was no, like no. what a weird fucking move but okay <laughs> um, i, I want to go for a bath man i am covered in <laughs> bro would have been at the back and he is tying the rope to the horses for extra stability because you said it was like a strong current, right? Yeah, it's pretty strong. It's a very large waterfall, so the river in this particular area is very, very strong. Okay. So I literally jump in, and it pulls me down the river until like I kind of do like a yo-yo effect, and then I hit the bank of the other side, and then I crawl myself back out, shake off the water, kind of slop off some of the, the goo that's on me. That feels so much better. Yeah, Thanks, you everybody. Don't... You don't want to bite that stuff off. Yeah. No, no. I feel like it would make my stomach very sad, especially if you mix it with coffee. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. It would be real gross. So this is the falls, eh? Yeah. How do you suppose we get through it? Uh... I look at Ro. You can make wind. Can you make water? Oh, I've already been able to do that as he like looks at the water and he's like, um, excuse me. And then the, the water just parts. So you can see behind. Is there a cave behind? Not that you can see. Bollocks. But Lou will pipe in. I mean, it did say that there was a, let me look at the thingy again. Her notes because she forgot her own thing that she made. <laughs> I know the point I want to make, but not the exact phrasing. I did say that there was an entrance that none can know. It's not a bad idea. Maybe we just... Gotta walk. Have to go over there. Okay. Start walking. Ro walks underneath it and he's holding like his hand up so that everybody can go through. Yeah, so I think, because it's, in my head, it's kind of like Niagara size-ish. So very big. So I think we're approaching, not from like the middle, we're approaching from like a side. 
because otherwise we'd have to like go out into the middle of the water and get through so it's just like the very side so it's just a little whoop and we can get there i'm not gonna make us roll anything on that (laughs) a little boop a little boop a little 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 boop. boop and we make it over through the little curtain that Ro has made of waterfall and can see that there is a bit of a gap. The rocks are very wet, very uh, kind of slippery behind here, obviously, but there is like a little platform before it's the rock wall. I think we found it. Okay. Lou's gonna, Oh, let's see if there's something smart Lou can do. I thought Lou doesn't do things that are smart. Not incredibly smart, but makes more sense to do a thing. (laughs) She's going to cast Detect Magic and just start, like, walking along the rock wall. Smart. To see if there's something she can find. As she's going, she does get part of the way and then kind of backtracks a bit. And stares at a piece of wall. Okay, there's something here. I don't I don't know what it is, but there's something. I can't tell what kind of magic it is, other than it's very old. Very old. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna walk up kind of beside Lou and just mm, can I do that? Um, Ro is just like while you guys are looking at that, he's just like entranced by the waterfall. I want to do almost like a divine sense, but not in... no, that wouldn't work. I I kind of want to see mm-hmm. if I can almost call out to my ancient deity to see if maybe this magic is something that they would know about, but I don't have any actual way of doing that other than just kind of kind of like praying to him and hoping for the best yep okay as you're sort of you put your hands together and you're trying to be like "Mm, help please this old you old there's a weird almost rumbling beneath your feet and you're behind a waterfall so in theory and it's very like wraps around waterfall Wind shouldn't really be able to get in here, but it is. And as it goes through and dips down under the water, you see, because the water is so clear, like a a rock that's on under the water, but kind of near where we're standing, starts to shake back and forth. And then it starts to sort of move like... Like it's wiggling its way up and little feet jut out of it and it starts to clamber up. And as it's doing that, two eyes appear on the top of this very smooth rock. And then the eyes sort of come up as a head is made. It's a rock lobster. Rock lobster. And it clambers up. When it gets closer to you, Genshi, the head sort of gets a little smaller and it gets a little elongated, like a torso and arms start to emerge. And basically, 
what ends up being there is like it's like the body of a crab but like the torso of a very small human it is like a centaur rock crab gross i'm gonna look out at this this entity and kind of go are 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 you the guardian it shakes its head no were you sent here by the ancient one you can see that this little creature just made would only have rock for brains (laughs) it's really struggling with your question it's eyes sort of like roll back in its head and as it does a mouth forms on the rock and you hear a voice that you have heard before genshi i see you're doing what i asked oh shit are we on the right path the magic here is one i don't have access to Oh. I look over at Ro. Ro! Ro! Yes? I think this is a you thing. I don't have access to that level of things. Well, my little rock friend says that even he doesn't have access to it, and he's, like, older than Sin. Hmm. Are you older than Sin? Little rock creature turns to face Ro. And as it does, there's a weird sort of flash of like a ripple of gold that goes across the creature as it sort of falls prone. The gold trickles off onto the rock and then starts to move away from the creature and sort of swirl around. And you see a figure standing before you. It is. A man. Very. He's very kind of. Zeusy in appearance. He's kind of got like a toga. He's got a very long white beard. And. He. Has a little like laurel. Of golden leaves. And he. Stares at you. And says. It's nice to finally meet you, my son. <laughs> Rove's like, who? Me? He just nods. And then he will glance over at Genshi. You've done well, Genshi. Thank you? Wait, are you his daddy? Aren't I everyone's? I don't know. Gross. You sort of feel the atmosphere in this closed space is very tense and heavy we've met a god before who kind of had a slightly similar vibe also old god but there's something about this one that's a little he's older than squall if you want to do like like a religion or a history check i can attempt it (laughs) or an arcana check all of that i will take (laughs) <laughs> I still have all of my I changed classes, but I didn't change skills. Hey everybody, you heard it here. He finally said it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I did. I think history is probably my best bet. For a 22. This old guy is on a bunch of stuff your mom collects. 
he your mom likes to collect all this stuff that doesn't really make a lot of sense a lot of it's like little chintzy statues from roland mouse trio she's also got a bunch of like ancient relic pottery and like bits of frescoed walls and stuff that have been chipped off and displayed in your home because your parents like to do what they want to do and they don't really give a fuck about history my mom's a hoarder (laughs) exactly so you've seen him before he is on some of the oldest stuff that you've seen this is undoubtedly given the image before you and just the feeling that you get this is undoubtedly genesis the god of creation i look at him and i'm like you're not going to give us any trouble like your friend squall did are you i don't think he will he's the one who took me in after squall was a piece of shit to me of course not why would i trouble people doing my work of course not lou just sort of taking a step back towards the wall i don't think she has anything nope okay just taking a step back towards the wall this guy looks squall was one thing and it was weird but this guy the air almost crackles with the amount of power that this guy would have genshi all i need for you is to get that key well i would get that key but we don't know how to get into this stupid tunnel and, like, Genshi has no, like, I have no problems just, like, talking. To, like, his omnipresence doesn't bother me because I don't understand it. So I'm I'm reacting to this this deity, this god of creation, like he's, like, my best friend from next door who I go drinking with. If anyone wants to insight, Jack. To insight the god? Mm-hmm. 21. You know how you were saying you have like the the bouncy mat that helps you with your dice? I've noticed that the new multicolored gem dice that I got when I roll into my my dice box seems to roll higher than it does out on the table. Okay. I do think that the bouncy mat, you have to roll from a height. Okay. Sometimes I don't. And then I'm like, oh, my rolls suck. They also, it doesn't always work. It might be a combination (laughs) of of bouncy or just this specific set of acrylic dice maybe isn't weighted correctly but i'm not going to switch them out because of the colors that match our theme and i'm doing okay with them anyways sorry what did you get genji 12 ro you have dealt with gods before not a ton but enough a couple and this one isn't really trying to hide it genji's just kind of too Um. new to this world to catch on (laughs) there is a weird look of almost disgust or disdain that he every once in a while throws genshi's way genesis is looking at genshi i didn't realize the awfulness of those two names together until this moment so i'm sorry genesis is looking at genshi saying well i can't get in there i would have done it myself this is on you, my son. And he puts like a very heavy hand on your shoulder. And as he does that, he stiffens and he turns very quickly to Row and says, uh-uh, I don't think so. And he vanishes. But, 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 what happened? Where did he go? The little like crabby creature all of a sudden 
like pops back up and it just sort of starts wandering around walking in circles if you watch it for any real length of time it seems like this thing is in distress I, I literally just sit down and stare at my little rock friend being like, hey, buddy, what's wrong with you? Because it's like a like a humanoid body. It tries to open its mouth and speak. But all that comes out are like like a cough and then like two little like pebbly rocks. Just like. <coughs> oh, I think he's broken. Brew, low. Um. As as you're talking about that, Roe just falls over and just starts screaming in pain. What is happening? Herschel, help him! <laughs> Lewis, and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Herschel goes to Roe and kneels down and says, okay, okay, Roe, deep breaths. You have to, you have to let it go. He's trying to breathe and he's trying to like center himself, but the pain is too great. And he just grabs his head. And as he's like holding his head with massive amounts of pain, gold horns just shoot out of his head. Oh, Genji jumps. Like I jump up like a solid 15 feet in the air and like latch onto the wall. Just what is this? I think Herschel grabs your head holds it tight and says look at me and he goes to look at you in his eyes and he's just like bawling with the amount of pain that he's having but he looks at you and starts to center himself and a little wisp of energy starts to crackle around him but then they dissipate but the horns don't go away roll let it go I- don't hold it I I did. Are you sure? One hundred percent. Takes your hand and he puts it on the horn. Um, that's new. Why does he have horns, Lou? Uh, why does he have horns? Lou's gonna come over to Genshi and the little rock person, and um, Gensh, was that was that the. Was that your god? Yeah. Ah, that's the one that's been talking to me and telling me that I should go find the key. And like, you know, steal the scroll and get all the stuff. And he's the one who kind of like, you know, saved me from Squall. And yeah. Where'd he go? Hey, uh, she looks down at the little rock guy and like puts her hands over where she assumes his ears are. Um, Ro can do some stuff and i think he did something he maybe shouldn't have done like what uh i've seen those horns before but it they went away and those don't look like they're going away i reach for my pendant around my chest that i have handcrafted myself of the creator god Mm -hmm. and i kind of like start whispering to it do I feel, sense, anything? You do. I think, what are you whispering to it? Hello? Hello? Where did you go? The, the pendant you have 
it will start to burn hot in your hand. Well, that's better than nothing. I let go. Okay, he's still kind of around, so it's okay. He's a busy man. Ro, like, gets to his feet, and he's uneasy, but he goes over to Genshi, and he takes off the pendant, and he sets his hand on his shoulder and says, No. What? No. No. What? Why, why'd you take my pendant? Because. But why? And then he closes his eyes, takes a deep breath, and then whispers something. While he's whispering to a, a pendant, Lou's going to look over at the little rock cryptar? Crabriktar? Whatever this new weird creature is, and take her hands down and look at it and roll an insight check <laughs> for shits and giggles. Okay. Genji, why don't you roll me an insight check? With advantage. I accept, and that dice goes away. Much better. Insight. Insight. Insight is plus two, so that'd be 16. You were very recently created. Yes. But you were created in a place that people sort of held your hand as soon as you were created, because they made you for a purpose. Whatever yes. that purpose was. Which I was never told. This little creature was just poofed into reality to sort of act like a messenger for your god, but wasn't told why he's here. And then the god left. And you can tell that it has no idea what it is, what it's doing here. It's not used to sentience. It's confused. It's scared. It doesn't really know what to do. So kind of realizing that, realizing that it's in the same position that I was four years ago, I'm going to grab it and stop it from its pacing and turn it around and make it eye contact with me and be like, your name is Gyro. And your job, Gyro, is to follow me around and make sure I don't do anything stupid. <laughs> Good luck with that. Like it's it's looking at you. It's tr like comprehending your words as much as it can. But on your insight check, you can tell this creature. Genesis didn't worry about this creature being able to understand the world, or speech, or a concept like stupid. <laughs> So I'm just pretty much going to try and oh, interface with it in the sense of crab doggy. I'm just going to try to interface with it in such a way of just being on like, follow me, just follow me. And I'm just going to start to walk in a line mm -hmm. and see if it follows me. If it doesn't, I'm going to beckon it to follow me. Okay. I think it takes a little bit of like trial and error, but it starts to it's kind of with everyone's encouragement, like follow along and be like okay these just stick with these people because they are here he kind of is imprinting on yeah you. well that's that's what i'm trying yeah. to get him to do is to imprint on me mm -hmm. and just be like okay if i walk this way you walk this way if i stop you stop if i sit you sit and just kind of get it to like mother goose with me 
Mm-hmm. Ro, as you are whispering into the pendant. I wasn't whispering into the pendant. I just took it away and then I'm whispering to myself. Okay. As you're whispering, you hear kind of a a noise and then you hear a voice that says, I can only help those who want me. As we sort of are all standing there, eventually, Ro, you sort of kind of are standing with everybody else and we're in front of the spot that Lou had sensed magic. And as she's kind of looking at this weird group of misfits, <laughs> Herschel points out, Hey, Ro, mm-hmm. why don't you try the rock? Because I'm afraid it's going to work. <laughs> well, that's honest, at least. What if it does? Then there's a chance that this asshole will be back and he might harm you guys. Won't he hurt us anyway if it's what he wants and we don't give it to him? Okay, that's true. He collects himself and then he goes and he puts his hand where that magic is. As you touch the rock, You feel sort of a warm tingling in your hand, and then your hand passes through. Hey, look, you did it! As your hand passes through, once you get up to about, like, elbow, it's almost like the door locks, and you have a moment of panic that it is locking your hand in the middle of this rock, and you will be stuck here forever. This is where I live now. And as you are panicking, I think we all sort of run over and we're like, oh my god, what happened? What happened? When we all come together, the rock shimmers and we see an entrance to a cave. Yay. And I think that's a good part part to stop at. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. Show is. I have a new rock companion. You do. Named Gyro. I'm going to have to note this. My notes are garbage for this because I did a lot of talking. I have got to say rock centaur. I just put Gyro the rock dog. That's what I asked too. Gyro rock dog. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. And I mean, truthfully, basically letting me DM this session. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I had a plot line and I had to get us to it. To a location. Not our typical <laughs> party of two Fair. style, but plot dictates that some railroad tracks must be laid. So yep. <laughs> here we are. And I think that is probably all we're really going to talk about other than Chris, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, uh, you can find me and my players over at the Chaos Den podcast. We're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. You can find us on the KS Den podcast on Instagram, where we post regular content about our episodes. You can also find us on threads. And yeah, come come say hello. Come check out the, the chaotic shenanigans that I throw at my players that I also throw at you guys. Absolutely. All right. I think on that note, we'll say goodbye. If we have things to say, we'll say it in a song. Bye-bye. We love you. Bye. Okay, bye. I love you. Bye.
thank you all for listening. Hit subscribe to continue with us on our journey into the unknown. And if you liked what you heard today, please consider rating us five stars. If you include your name you'd like us to use in your review, we'll give you a shout out at the end of one of our episodes. And if you have anything you want to talk to us about, we would love to hear from you. Our email address is joinpartyof2 at gmail.com. And that's joinpartyof2, the number two. You can also find us on Instagram under username joinpartyof2. That is joinpartyof2 with the number two. Bye. Bye.